We are Anthem Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For all the info you need, visit anthemforall.org and follow at Anthem Church Chicago. Hello, everyone. My name is Aiden, and I'm really excited to share with you today. Thanks so much for joining us. We're starting a new series called Reach, and it's all about reaching out with the love of God. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at practical ways that we can reach out with the love of God. But today, we're going to start off by looking at God's love for us. I cannot give you what I don't have. And if I'm to reach out with the love of God, I need to make sure that I'm encountering the love of God, that I'm experiencing His love, and also that I know what His love is like. So today, we're going to look at the love of God. And we're going to be looking at a story that Jesus tells. It's a story called The Prodigal Son. And in it, we see a father and his love for his son who has left him but returns. I have two prayers this morning. One is that if you do not yet know God, and have not encountered his love, that by the end of this message, you would come to understand his love and know that he loves you, and you would want to begin that journey with him. My second prayer is, if you already know the love of God, that you would grow in that love, that you would experience and encounter more of that love, so that we can reach out with that love together. So we're going to turn to Luke chapter 15, and we're going to look at the story of the prodigal son. And it's important to understand the context into which Jesus is speaking. He's speaking to a people, and there's a specific context. And and we we read in in verse 1, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Immediately we see that the context is divided. On the one hand, we, we have these sinners and tax collectors who know they're far from God. And on the other side, we have these Pharisees, and the Pharisees were the religious ones of the day. They were the the experts in God's law and his commandments, the self-proclaimed experts of who God is and what God is like. They thought because they had his commandments, they knew all there was to know. And there's this great divide between the two. The, The sinners and the tax collectors didn't want anything to do with the Pharisees because the Pharisees judged them, and they were harsh and filled with rules and regulations. And on the other hand, the Pharisees didn't want anything to do with the sinners and tax collectors because they considered them unclean, sinners, dirty, not like them, godly and holy. And here we have Jesus in the middle, and he tells us the story of what God's love is like. It's almost like through the story, he's he's saying to the Pharisees, so you think you know what God's love is like. Let me show you what God's love is like. And Jesus begins and tells the story. He says, a father has two sons. And the youngest came to the father and said, give me my inheritance. Now, an inheritance comes when somebody dies. Essentially, what the son is saying to the father, he's saying, I want what you can give me. I don't want relationship with you. I'm not going to wait around for you to die. Just give me what is mine now. And this was a disgraceful thing. It was a dishonoring thing. But the father still gave him his inheritance. What happens next is the son takes that inheritance and he goes off to a distant land and begins to squander it on wild and wasteful living. It's like he separates himself even further from the father, a massive distance between them. And he wastes his inheritance on wild and wasteful living. And what happens is he he runs out. And as he runs out, there's this famine in the land and he has to hire himself out to a worker of that land and he ends up working with pigs and he he ends up longing to eat what the pigs are eating. Let's remember the context. We've got the sinners and the tax collectors and they're hearing Jesus talk and immediately they're like, 
I know, Jesus, that's me you're talking about. I'm far from God. I know I'm far from God. My life is a mess. And then on the other side, you have these Pharisees who are like, yes, that's you pointing their finger. You're dirty. You're a sinner. You're unclean. And you're far from God, not like us. And Jesus continues, and he's about to rock both their worlds with the radical truth of what his love is really like. And we pick it up in verse 20. What happens is he comes to his senses. He, this, this young man remembers what the workers in his father's house are treated like. And he says, if they're treated like that, I'm, I can go be a worker for my father and I'll get better treatment than what I'm getting treated now. And in verse 20, it says this. It says, so he got up and went to his father. Pause, deep breath. That took courage. He got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The context, the the tax collectors and sinners hearing this and and immediately they think, there's hope for me. My father would receive me back. My father would love me. And the Pharisees may be getting a bit more ruffled and thinking, surely that's not what God is like. That's not what we are like. Therefore, that can't be what God is like. And Jesus in the middle, sharing more about the amazing, incredible love of God. And he says this, he says, but while he was still a long way off, I love that, while he was still a long way off. I've spoken to to so many people who who say that they want to come to God, but they just want to get their lives right first. I just need to kick this habit, and and then I'll I'll, I'll make my my life right, and I'll come to God. And what I love about this is he was a long way off and the father runs to him. We don't have to have it all together before we can encounter the love of God. Wherever you are at with your journey with God this morning, it doesn't, you don't have to have it all together before you can encounter this amazing, incredible love. He was a long way off. And the father was just waiting to see a sign of his return and he runs to meet him. I love how it says, while he was a long way off, his father saw him. I almost get the picture that while every day this father's waiting, scanning the horizon. I wonder if today's the day my boy's going to come back home. I wonder if today's the day. And the one day he's gazing into the distance and he sees his son coming and he recognizes his son and he runs to meet him. I'd like to encourage you this morning and and say that wherever you are at, God sees you. You're not a mistake. You're not forgotten. God sees you and his desire is for you to encounter this love. What God is looking for is a sign of you saying, I'm going to return to you, God. And that the moment we sense in our heart that we say, God, I'm going to return to you, he meets us right there where we're at, even if we're a long way off. I love how it says he was filled with compassion, throws his arms around him, and kisses him, totally unexpected, totally not what the son deserves. Then the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. The son has prepared this speech. He's practiced it along the way. And before he can even finish it, the father silences him with his love. When it comes to the love of God and when it comes to reaching out with the love of God, we need to understand two things about the love of God. The love of God doesn't give us what we deserve. The son didn't deserve to be accepted back. The son didn't deserve to even have a conversation with the father after all he had done. But he didn't get what he deserved. And friends, that's called mercy. Mercy is when we don't get what we do deserve. 
And the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall, have fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has fallen short and sinned. And because of that, we deserve eternal separation from him. But he doesn't give us that. Through faith in Jesus' son, through, through putting our faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus on the cross, we get to have relationship with him and we get to receive mercy and encounter his love. But it, it doesn't end there. We, we begin to read now. The father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for the son of man was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Not only does he receive mercy, he receives grace. And grace is when we do get what we don't deserve. The son didn't deserve a robe, didn't deserve a ring on his finger, didn't deserve sandals, didn't deserve a celebration, but he got that because God's love is seen in mercy and in grace. And if, if we are to reach out with the love of God, then we ought to be reaching out with mercy and with grace. Right now, is my life determined and defined by mercy and grace? If not, I need to encounter God's love again because his love for us is one that is filled with mercy and filled with grace. I'd like to look at the things the Father gives the Son now and look at their significance because they carry importance for this account. The Father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe. I love this. Bring the best robe. The robe signified dignity and honor. Let's remember where the Son has come from. He's been working with pigs. He has nothing. He has squandered his inheritance, potentially naked. He has no shoes on his feet. But he comes to the father and the father says, cover his nakedness, cover his shame, give him dignity, give him honor. Friends, truly love covers a multitude of sins. His love covers us, washes us, cleanses us, and gives us dignity and honor. And remember the context, the sinners and the tax collectors hearing about this amazing love. You, you want to give me dignity and honor after all I've done? And the Pharisees on the other side, interestingly, they would walk around in these elegant and extravagant robes. You, you would walk into the marketplace and you would see the Pharisees a long way off because of what they were wearing. And they would be saying, the best robe for him? No, the best robe for me. But the Father says, no, take that which is best and give it to the one who is least deserving. Why? Because he has returned to me. My son was dead and now he is alive. He was lost, but now he is found. And he gives, his love gives us dignity and honor. The next thing he says is put a ring on his finger. The ring in biblical times signified invested authority and identity. That, that, that ring would be like a signet ring and it would have the family name or, or, or emblem on it. And wherever that son went, he just needed to show the ring and he had an identity as part of the family. Whatever the family had was at his disposal because he had authority because he was now a son and he had that ring. And I love that because he came to the father and said, I, I want to just work for you. Let me, let me serve you. And his father says, you are my son. I'm giving you a new identity. I'm giving you authority. Incidentally, the, the Pharisees considered themselves the authority on God's word. Here with the Pharisees on this side saying, you want to give identity and authority to these? We are the authority. We are the experts. And he had Jesus in the middle rocking the worlds because of Jesus, it was said, they were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one with authority, not like the teachers of the law. And he gives the son authority. 
And immediately you can feel the, the sinners and the tax collectors, those who know they're far from God, being filled with hope and courage and saying, I want to encounter this love. See, Jesus had an audience that the Pharisees didn't have because he had a message that the Pharisees didn't have. He had a message of love being the difference. The next thing the father does is put sandals on his feet. In, in biblical times, uh, barefoot, if you went around barefoot, it meant that you were either in extreme poverty or you were mourning. And he says to his son, my love, extravagant love, will supply all that is lacking. It will provide you every need. That is what my love is like. Put sandals on your feet. My love will turn your mourning into dancing. Put sandals on your feet. And then finally, he says, bring the fattened calf. The fattened calf was a specific animal that they kept aside for celebrations, for feasts, and, and, and for sacrifices. They would fatten it up for that very purpose, to be celebrated. It was set apart and was devoted. And the father says, take this which is devoted, take this which is set apart, and, and give it for my son who has returned. Friends, this is the love of the Father. If we are to reach out with the love, we need to encounter this love, a love that gives us mercy and gives us grace, a love that gives us honor and dignity and covers our shame and covers our nakedness. It's a love that gives authority and identity, a love that blesses us and provides for us and turns our mourning into dancing and, and a love that celebrates us. A love that God calls us into this amazing relationship. You see, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but God welcomes us into relationship by, by looking to the cross, by looking at Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins, and he says, if you put your faith in me, you have access to this relationship with the Father, access to this incredible, amazing love. And in ending this morning, I'd like to pray for two groups of people Perhaps you've been listening and, and you realize that you're far from God this morning. And this morning you're saying, I, I want to put my faith in you, Jesus. I want to return home. If that's you, I would love to pray with you. And then the second group of people is this, is that you find that you know God's love and you love God, but you want to encounter God's love afresh this morning so that you can reach out with his love. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for every single person right now who's listening, who says, I'm far from you, God, but I want to come home. Jesus, I pray that you, they, would, they would experience and encounter your love right now, just in your heart. Just, just pray this right now. Jesus, I'm coming home. Jesus, I want to encounter your love. Would you forgive me of all my sin? I put my faith and my trust in you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and were raised to life. I believe in you, Jesus, and I put my faith in you today. I want to encounter your love. And for anyone else who's listening and, and says, I want to encounter God's love so that I can reach out with his love. Lord God, I pray that you would so fill us with your love right now. Renew our understanding of who you are and what your love is like. Let no one be feeling disqualified right now saying that love is for someone else and not for me. That love is for all of us so long as we would turn to you and we turn to you this morning, God. We say, would you help us encounter your love? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To stay up to date, follow at Anthem Church Chicago and visit us anthemforall.org. Anthem Church, all of Jesus for everyone.